Welcome to the Nerdy Reads Podcast. Today, we have a fun episode. It is episode number 10. Wow, two and a half months. We are grateful for you to continue listening, for your ratings, all those things that you guys have been doing. We are just humbled, and we appreciate you all so, so much. We have a banger of an episode today talking about tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, along with ghost drinks. So happy International Museum Day and National No Dirty Dishes Day. With me is my friend Robert. What's up, dude? Justin, what's going on, man? There are never any dirty dishes in my house. I am a freak about keeping my kitchen clean. I actually know this because a lot of times when I'm talking to you at night, you're usually cleaning the dishes. So, <laughs> And sometimes we can't even get the show recording until after the dishes are done. So I believe that. Yeah, dude, 100%, man. So I have a question for you this week. Ready? Is a hot dog a sandwich? So I've had this debate several times and I believe that it is a sandwich. And here's where I stand on that because we call the sub sandwich a sandwich, right? And it's Correct. the bread right it folds over it's not two pieces of bread it's one piece of bread and then there's some sort of meat substance and some of the meat that is actually on you know a subway sandwich if you look at the way subway produces their meat it's like an oozy goo that turns into what we would call ham or turkey or whatever yum <laughs> but then you look at a hot dog it's that same oozy goo that they turn into hot dog right you just so. keep saying oozy goo <laughs> I just <laughs> Every time I think about hot dogs, I always think about that Snoop Dogg video. Have you ever seen that reel of him where he's watching something and they're like, hey, can you guess what they're making before you see the finished product? And when he I've first, never seen this, but I'm oh, going to look into it. You have to find it because when he first starts watching it, it looks like chocolate ice cream. It's just this brown goo, oozy goo, stirring in this pot. And he's like, oh man, yeah, that's ice cream. That's ice cream. And then they spew that oozy goo into something else. <laughs> And then the oozy goose starts to form a shape. And then Snoop Dogg's like, hold up, bro. Is that a hot dog? No, I'm never eating a hot dog ever again. So yeah, hot dogs are disgusting. But yeah, it's a sandwich. Where you stand on that debate? I mean, a hot dog's a hot dog to me, I guess, by definition. If a sandwich is, you know, two pieces of bread with some meat in between it, then yeah, hot dog's a sandwich. But then what do you call a hamburger? I mean, that's a great question. I'm sure it could be a sandwich too. Or does hamburger stand on its own as its own unique product? It could be its own unique product. So like you're vegan. All right. So, but back in the day, I know you used to uh, gobble the glizzies. <laughs> what would be your favorite condiment to put on a hot dog? Or did you just take the dog straight to the dome? You're messed up, dude. So, <laughs> so my... <laughs> So they do have vegan hot dogs, bro. And so what I'll eat when I eat the glizzy, the vegan glizzy, or even before I was vegan, I just eat the regular glizzy. Mustard and jalapenos, dude. I actually don't eat hot dogs. Please. All right. Before you were Mr. Health Conscious, how would you take your glizzies? I ate brought worse like a man. Be looking out for our glizzy goblin t-shirts. That's coming soon. We are going to have a goblin, goblin, and glizzy. It's going to be our first Nerdy Reads t-shirt. And we are working on that. Man, my week's been going pretty good. You know, I this past weekend, I you know, went and celebrated some friends getting married. I was actually in the wedding. And I don't know if you, if I ever told or shared this story with you, but this past weekend when I was at this wedding, it made me feel a lot better about a mistake that I made <laughs> at a friend's wedding that I did. So when you're officiating a wedding, you have three jobs, really. You make sure pacing's okay. You say something funny about the bride and groom. You get serious and give them some good advice. You make sure they say all the things they need to say. And then the last 
thing. The only thing that you really have to do is you have to make sure you say the right name at the end. Let's just imagine that I was officiating you and your wife's wedding. At the end of it, I would say, now, now pronounce you for the very first time, Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins. And so one time I was doing this wedding for a couple of friends of mine and their name, last name was Roseberry. And I know that my friend that I was doing the wedding for, I know he hates when somebody accidentally calls him Rosenberry. So the whole time during this wedding, I was doing the wrong thing. And in my mind, I was going, don't say Rosenberry. Don't say Rosenberry. Don't say Rosenberry. And we get to the very end. I'm going to go, I now pronounce you for the very first time, Mr. and Mrs. Rosenberry. And so, yeah, dude, I've been having a hard time living with that moment. But this last weekend when I went to this wedding, pastor says the wrong name, dude. So Nicholas Cairo, then he called him Kiro. So I felt like some redemption was had this past weekend. Are the Rosenberries still married? Oh, they're still married, dude. They listen to the show. Well, see, there you go, dude. You did the right thing. <laughs> there you hey, go. Thanks man. for being a listener, Rosenberry. I'm sorry that I said the name wrong. Rose- That's all I know you by. <laughs> it's Roseberry, bro. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, man. Hey, we're, already, we're we're taking this thing into the gutter. So while we're walking to the gutter, why don't we just go ahead and take a walk to the fridge? What do you think? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Today, we're going to be trying a ghost energy drink. Justin and I both have two different ones. He'll be trying the orange cream flavor. And I believe in beverage crimes. So I will be trying the Swedish fish flavored one i don't even like the candy but Mm. just to see if it matches up with the candy i have a box of the swedish fish here so i can find out if this energy drink tastes like it's advertised and a little bit about ghost they claim to be like the world's first lifestyle nutrition brand honestly dude when i went to do some research on them it looks like a company ran by dude bros which is basically me and you it is probably the most dude bro company I've ever researched in a long time. They uh, try and stay on top of trends and they target fitness enthusiasts, gamers, and thrill seekers. They sell things like Chips Ahoy flavored drinks. They they made a partnership with Nickelodeon to have some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle branded stuff and they have Atomic Warheads and all that good stuff. So I'm, if this is good, I'm going to try multiples of their products. Friend of the show Mandy actually recommended to me their protein powder when I told her the drink we were going to be reviewing this week. So definitely going to give their protein stuff a try. Their energy drink line is marketed similar to that mushroom coffee we tried on episode one. It's got like nootropics in it that are supposed to like improve cognitive function and be healthy for you, which is down the gamer line that we're trying today. Nice. I mean, right out the gate, this can, you could tell this is a little bit different quality. The only thing that throws me off about the texture of the can is I do have a Swedish fish can in front of me and it looks like fish like fins, gills on the can. So when you rub it, it's like touching a fish. It's not my jam, but there is zero sugar in this and only five calories. So respect to them on that, dude. My orange cream soda one here has 10 calories and it's also a zero sugar beverage as well. I mean, dude, the can's quality. I like the artwork. Here we go. I'm going to try this thing. Uh, The first thing I did before taking a sip, I smelled the beverage and it does smell like candy. So I've had quite a few energy drinks in my day from monster to different things like bang and all that kind of stuff. I'm not an energy drink enthusiast by any means, but I will say that out of all the energy drinks I've had flavor wise, this is probably my favorite one so far, just from taste, this orange cream ghost beverage is not bad. Yeah. I'm going to give them another try with a different flavor. I'm not a Swedish fish fan. 
So I don't know what sent me down this road. If you like Swedish fish, more power to you. I just ate three of these things. I believe in trying three bites of anything to see if I like it. The can, the beverage does taste like Swedish fish. I mean, I guess that's a... They did the thing. They did the thing. There's 200 milligrams of caffeine in this, which means even if I liked it, I wouldn't be finishing this at this recording of this podcast. But if you like Swedish fish and you're on the lookout for a more natural energy drink, that's going to help you get through the day. This is on their gamer line. So maybe you're trying to, I don't know, get a smite crew back together. Uh, <laughs> this is definitely one for you. I'm interested now to try like the Warheads or the Sour Patch Kids, a candy I actually enjoy. Sure. Uh, so yeah, dude, this is not the last you're going to see uh, the Ghost brand from me. Hey, look out for those reels coming out this week. Maybe we'll do a reel or two for some of these other go- these other ghost flavors. I did see some of the Sour Patch Kids. I was actually interested in those, but I went with the orange cream instead not really no no regrets this yeah. orange cream isn't bad at all yeah no regrets man um if i were to give this a score i'd probably give it like a, a one five because i'm not a swedish fish fan but hey that's again i'm not a swedish fish guy if you are this drink is gonna be your jam i promise all right y'all that's about it for this drink segment ghost drinks i mean they hit their mark and they're not that bad but let's get ready to talk about tomorrow and tomorrow Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow was an instant New York Times bestseller, a Sunday Times bestseller, and a selection of the Tonight Show's Fallon Book Club. Tomorrow was Amazon's.com's number one book of the year, Time Magazine's number one book of the year, a New York Times notable book, and the winner, both the Goodreads Choice Award for Fiction and the Book of the Month Club's Book of the Year. So this book has some high praise. Robert, what were your thoughts? Initially, um, Upon reading about what the book was about, I was like, yeah, I could be into this. And then I was blown away. I'm going to warn everyone who listens to this show about this book. I'm going to gush about this book, but it is hard about video games. The author references old games, new games, game design. The characters in their books constantly talk about the games they're making or the games they're passionate about. If you're the type of person who's turned off or bored by video games, I'm still going to recommend you give this book a chance. I had such a crazy weekend and then I was ill for a day. So I actually have not finished this book, but I will say there is a ton of video game reference in this book as well. But even in the first, I'm about 57% finished with it. And even with all the video game reference, there's enough of a story here, I think, to reach the people who aren't as hardcore video game enthusiasts as say like me and you might be. Yeah, I agree with that. I think at its core, it's like a story about two friends who can't be romantically in love for fear of ruining like what their creativity brings them in their adulthood, like, you know, fame and fortune. I don't know. I think the book's a masterclass in human growth, dude. I mean, as the story progresses, you start out as the two main characters or kids they meet in a hospital and from there as you go all the way to the end of the book it is maybe 20 to 30 years of their life that spans that they're always in each other's lives dude it's just how you grow up with someone i would say out of all of the books that we've done thus far this is the book that you could 
probably relate to the most in your actual life. You know, I mean, because a lot of the stuff we've read has either been high fantasy or even last week when we did, you know, Project Hail Mary. Like those books are great and there are things that you can mold into your life and, and say, hey, it made me feel this way or it reminded me of this specific situation, even in those stories themselves. But as far as a story that directly hits a little bit in the gut, even the friendship angle, even the growing up and and sitting in a, a room sick or something playing Mario, whatever the case may be. There were so many things in this book that I think really hit real time, if that makes sense. I can relate to using video games as a means to escape something in life, but something I never thought about was they referenced one of the characters in this book who has a bad leg, his legs all mangled, and they said, oh, well, you escape in the video games, you know, for whatever reason, but his reasoning wasn't because, you know, he was sad or depressed or his reason was no i play video games because these characters run and walk and jump normally and that's something i wish i could do and that's just an angle i never even looked at that video games can give somebody so i thought that was really cool uh for me personally it uh kind of just hit like a little close to home or like you take a form of entertainment and then that line between where it's entertainment and escapism blurs a little bit and for me video games is something easy for me to become like addicted to and get lost in a virtual world and video games have honestly helped me through some of the darkest periods in my life uh, there are a lot of things in the story that i resonated with and some of them were deeply personal which i won't get into here but the books about friendship love and everything in between i would highly recommend this book to everyone it is my favorite book i've read in the last two years since i read cersei yeah as a gamer myself throughout all of childhood and even into my adult life. Uh, I agree. There is moments where games have been an escape and games have, again, like you said, there's that blurred line where there there becomes obsession that could be a, a place where you have to question, is this a healthy, <laughs> yeah. am I in a healthy place with this right now? And I, I'm with you in the, in the sense of I've been in a place where it hasn't been healthy. And so, yeah, I think this book hits, hits that right on the head. I read it in three settings, which is saying a lot for me. I literally opened this book three times and finished it. That's impressive. And uh, uh, Veronica, she often tells me that she gets book depression when she finishes a book. And like, she's just nothing she picks up after a book she really fell in love with hits for a few books. And I feel that depression. I'm sad this book's over, and I know that whatever I read next won't come close to tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow for me. It's an easy five out of five. Wow, that's impressive. First perfect score from Robert on the podcast so far. The title of the book, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, comes from the Shakespeare play Macbeth. And the meaning of the phrase, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, is that life is meaningless, useless, and empty. And that's kind of a dark way to look at it. One of my favorite quotes from the book, a character says that he kind of thinks, you know, a video game is tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. It's the possibility of infinite rebirth, infinite redemption, the idea that if you keep playing, you can win. No loss is permanent because nothing is permanent ever in the game world, and I love that. Hey, speaking of losses, there is losses in our trivia games. Are you ready to do that? <laughs> hey, don't forget, we have changed the way trivia is done, so you can compete as well. It has nothing really to do with the book outside of themes, so today's theme, video games and romance. Are you ready? Ready for the games? I'm over is ready for the romance. What up, Veronica? Hey, because you got that riz. All right, here we go. In Mario Kart, the power-up that seeks out the player in the first position and explodes on impact is a shell that is what color? 
Blue. What video game came with the Nintendo Entertainment System when it was released in the late 1980s and was meant to be played with the NES Zapper gun? It shared a cartridge with Super Mario Brothers. Okay. All right. What NFL team does Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character play in Jerry Maguire? Arizona Cardinals. Show me the money! I'm impressed. In the original 1980 edition of Pac-Man, the four ghosts were named Blinky, Inky, Pinky, and what C name that doesn't rhyme with the rest? I knew Inky for sure and Blinky. And Lucas has a Pac-Man board game. And I was like, oh, these ghosts have names. And I thought it was odd at the time. And I cannot remember for the life of me. So I'm going to take a stab at it. Citrony. That was the worst stab (laughs) at anything I've ever heard. Say the name one more time that you just said. Citronine. Bro, what kind of fruit are we talking about? I made it up. Okay, it's Clyde. (laughs) What a name. (laughs) Clyde's a baller name. Hey. Clyde's a great name that you you didn't even get close. Citronine. Okay. All right, here we go. What kind of poison does Wesley challenge Vincini to drink in a battle of the wits and the Princess Bride? Listen, I'm just going to tell you your reputation's in jeopardy. I'm sure we have a lot of Princess Bride fans right now. What kind of poison? (laughs) You you haven't seen Princess Bride. Guys, just so everybody knows, the last two episodes, we have learned an awful lot about Robert. He hasn't seen Signs. He hasn't seen 23. And now we're hearing for the very first time that he has not seen The Princess Bride. I apologize. You want to guess at what poison it is? Moonshade? Okay. I can't. Iocane powder. All right, bro. Here we go. <laughs> Who played a ghost in Ghost? Patrick Swayze. I'm, I'm impressed. Have you seen Ghost? I have seen Ghost. Sadly, my grandma made me watch it a lot. <laughs> Thanks, Rita. In July of 2021, an original Nintendo Entertainment System cartridge of what old school fantasy game sold for $870,000? Oh, my heart wants to say dragon quest but my mind says final fantasy legend of zelda wow what 1985 video game begins with a planned departure from independence missouri oregon trail you got it (laughs) you feel good about that one don't you i do man i was like what a 1985 there ain't much to go off of i wasn't even alive then i know you were like 12 all right, bro. Wow. Hey, listen, you haven't seen Princess Bride. I'm going to ask you this. Have you seen the movie Grease? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So what is the name of the group that Danny belongs to in Grease? Another reputation ending Well, I know question. the ladies are the pink ladies. Okay, but I, don't I can't. That. The T-Birds. There you go. I Impressed. For a moment, dude. I actually, I'm a Grease 2 fan. I like Grease 2 better than Grease 1. All right. I don't know if I've even seen Michelle Pfeiffer growing up. What up? There you go. I don't know if I've even seen Grease 2. All right. Crash is a video game character who is genetically mutated type of what marsupial? I feel like the easy answer is Bandicoot. Okay. Is it a weasel? So what's your answer? Weasel? Weasel. Okay, it's Bandicoot. (laughs) I thought it was a trick question. (laughs) It was. Bandicoot was the easy answer. And look at you. You overthought it just like I you did, did oxygen last week. Every time, dude. I overcomplicate things. You overcomplicate things. All right, everybody. <laughs> that is it for today's trivia. Give us just a moment and we will get into this week's Nerdy News. 
All right, today in Nerdy News, something actually really cool that Justin brought to my attention. Right now, Duolingo and Crunchyroll are partnering to help you learn Japanese through anime. So if you have Crunchyroll or you have Duolingo, you're going to be able to try out the other one of those apps for being a member of the former app, which I think is pretty cool. It's a -a one-of-a-kind partnership. They're using iconic phrases from fan-favorite anime like Naruto and Dragon Ball Z. Hey, I actually love this. I think this is cool. Yeah, dude, I think it's a great thing. Uh, My son watches a lot of anime, so maybe he can learn some Japanese while he's doing it. You know, I read this thing one time. there was this guy and you can find him on YouTube. He's all over the place, but he speaks Japanese and so fluently and so well that when he goes to Japan, he, especially like during the COVID, I guess he was over there and he was wearing masks and hoods and stuff. And he would go places. And when he would uncover and they saw he was like American, they were shocked because of how good his Japanese was. Mm -hmm. And he learned all of it just from, from anime, watching anime. That's where his love for learning language and learning the language stemmed from was watching anime. So I think stuff like this is actually super cool. Language learning, I think, is a cool, healthy, awesome hobby. So, man, I think this is cool. Yeah, I think it's awesome, too. And uh, according to the news article, Japanese is the third most requested language uh, that people in America want to learn behind Spanish and looks like French. Nice. I mean... I think that's probably because of anime, right? has to be. Yeah, definitely because of anime. The interest has grown quite a bit in the past few years with the rise of blockbuster anime movies, video games. And the article doesn't cite this, so I'm going to cite it for the article. It's because of the resurgence of Dragon Ball Z popularity with the hit show Dragon Ball Super. Check it out. Hey, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Love it. Have been a fan of it since I was a child. Yeah, same here. And now my sons watch it, so it's like the circle. Full circle, baby. So now we're going to get into uh, a little Black Mirror. I don't know if you've checked that show out on Netflix. It kind of highlights the dangers of technology. It's a little dark. It's a little dark. But the next major iPhone update is going to be capable capable of digitally reproducing your voice, which creeps me out a little bit. How's that even a thing? They did a press release today on May 16th, and Apple is touting it as an accessibility feature that's going to assist those who lose the ability to speak or have low vision or they're blind. The Apple's personal voice feature is going to allow users to create a synthesized voice that sounds like the iPhone and iPad users themselves. So you're going to record 15 minutes of audio on your device, reading random text prompts and after 15 minutes the ai in that program is going to be able to recreate your voice saying whatever you want it to say that is crazy and terrifying at the same time yeah if you go to the website chat gpt you can literally ask it anything it's gotten to a point to where uh my wife is taking some college classes and i believe like they actually search chat gpt for answers because people are writing their papers straight up off this website that's actually crazy so it'll type up like an actual college grade paper for you. Is that what yeah, you're you saying? Can, you can ask this thing anything, dude. So I'm going to go here right now sure. on the chat GPT. And I'm going to say, give me a question to ask it. Write up a paper on to kill a mockingbird. Write a paper on to kill a mockingbird. Kill a mockingbird, an exploration of prejudice, justice, and moral growth. Harper Lee's iconic novel, To Kill a Mockingbird, published in 1960, continues to captivate readers worldwide due to its timeless themes and poignant narrative. 
Set in the racially divided America South during the 1930s, the novel delves into the complex issues of prejudice, justice, and moral growth. This paper examines the key elements that contribute to the novel's enduring relevance, including the exploration of racism, social inequality, and the profound transformation of the protagonist, Scout Finch. And I'm just giving you that blurb, dude. This thing put out a huge article. So for our friends who are still in school, there you go. <laughs> we don't here at the Nerdy Reads podcast. We don't condone cheating. Do your own work, but if you don't, go to Chat GPT. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So next in uh, some nerdy news, we have an announcement around the show itself. I love Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow so much that I feel like I owe this author money. So I'm going to give a copy of it away in two weeks. Here on this show, we're going to announce a winner. So from now until the next two weeks, how can you enter? We need you to like a post, any of our posts, and comment with the very first video game you can remember playing. It can be a Pac-Man. It can be an Atari. It can be Nintendo. Whatever it was, just like, comment with your picture, and you'll be entered for a chance to win tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. That's right. So we will be posting something after the show's release with the picture of tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And on that picture, like it, comment. If you want to share it. Hey, if you share it, how about this, Robert? You cool with this? If they share it, you get two entries. 100%. If you share it, double entries. If you share it, double entries. It is a book that Robert's super passionate about. I'm almost done with it. I'm loving it so far. We're going to give that book away. 100%. And the last thing we have for the nerdy news today is every month going forward, Justin and I will be doing a special episode based on the book of the month. For those unfamiliar, you can go to the website, book of the month, join them. They give you a list of five books to choose from and you pick one and they mail it to you every month for a fee. So this next week is going to be our book of the month club episode for the month of May. And we're going to be reading the last word by Taylor Adams and Taylor Adams wrote the critically acclaimed no exit, which Veronica read that book in one sitting. She was so enthralled in that book. She opened it and did not put it down until she was finished with it. I watched the movie based on the book on Hulu with Veronica and she hated it. So maybe check out that book. No exit. (laughs) I've been excited about the Book of the Month Club since you shared it with me, and I'm excited for this book. This book's about a a woman who posts a negative book review while living in a remote location, and then she begins to wonder if the author is a little touchy or very, very dangerous. So evidently, she slanders an author, and some crazy stuff starts happening. We'll see. It's called The Last Word by Taylor Adams. Looking forward to it. That's it for this week's episode. Ghost beverages. Well, they hit their mark. We can't say that they were great. I did like orange cream, Swedish fish. It tastes like Swedish fish. Grandma's Robert's gummy a, bears. Grandma's gummy bears. That, hey, great explanation of a Swedish fish. That's how I remember it anyway. And tomorrow, 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 we cannot rave about this book enough. We loved it. We loved it so much so that we're willing to give this book away. And so be on the lookout on our social medias. Like and comment with your first video game experience. And if you share, we'll give you double entries. Where can they find us to do that, Robert? You guys can find us over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Goodreads at the Nerdy Reads Podcast. Please take the time, if you haven't already, to rate us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast services from. That really helps us attract new listeners. Keep that feedback coming. Some feedback I got last week. I was called out for saying I'm not a Swifty. I'm a closet Swifty. I like some Taylor Swift. My bad. I'm sorry. Wow. There you go. (laughs) Here's the Nerdy Reads podcast. We enjoy a good story and believe that your story matters. So be good to each other and stay nerdy, my friends.